The Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, episode number 48. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple so that you can fuel your best with less. Less time, less money, and less stress. I'm Ben Brown, co-founder and CEO of BSL Nutrition, and I'm excited to have you join me on this journey. Each week, I'll be sharing expert advice from leaders in the field of nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and supplementation who actually practice what they preach and are also on a mission to positively impact as many people as possible in a meaningful way. Today's episode is brought to you by my nutrition company, BSL Nutrition, and our all-in-one training drink called Complete Essentials. When you use the Complete Essentials, you'll no longer need pre, during, and post-workout supplements. You can save time, money, and energy, and get all the beneficial nutrients you need in one delicious, easy-to-mix drink. Make sure you guys stay tuned after the show where I'll share a nice little discount for all of our listeners on your first product purchase. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 48 of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. I am your host, Ben Brown co-founder and CEO of BSLnutrition.com. Today on the show, Dr. Brent Myers, who is a chiropractic sports physician located in Asheville, North Carolina. Brent focuses on combining chiropractic care with manual therapy techniques like ART and Factor and Graston, along with patient-specific rehab to improve his patient outcomes. When appropriate, he also utilizes a wide range of functional medicine treatments to further enhance his patient's overall level of health, including supplements, lab testing, and other quote-unquote body hacks. Today in the episode, we talk about just that. We talk about hacks for so many different things, including sleep, including nutrition, including kids' nutrition and supplementation, as well as talking about joint health, how to hack your way to more mobile and flexible joints, as well as as a busy guy, how to hack your schedule for the most beneficial me time, as well as so that you can be your best self, whether it be at work or at home, being present and focused and energized with your kids and your family, which is certainly what we all want. Without further ado, let's jump in. Brent, how you doing, brother? Thanks for coming on the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. Yeah, buddy. I've been following your work for a long time, and, and I know you're a fan of the complete essentials that we have through BSL Nutrition, and you just seem like a, a dude that knows what's going on in terms of fitness and nutrition and lifestyle, and a lot of the, the language that you speak on you know social media with the really useful nuggets of information that you put out really resonates with me, and I know it resonates with my population, so it only made sense to have you on the show. So tell us a little bit more about what you got going on on a day-to-day basis because you I know you got a lot going on right now. No, um, I love your complete essentials. In fact, I just had some today after a, a workout. So I literally finished the workout about 15 minutes ago, had that, and now I'm ready to do this podcast. So nice. day-to-day operations, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, and um, not your really traditional chiropractic office. Um, most of what I do is a lot of manual therapy, a lot of soft tissue work. ART, instrument-assisted work like Graston. Uh, And then I work with a lot of different local teams, um, Clemson Basketball, um, University of North Carolina, Asheville, and uh, a minor league baseball team here in town. So that keeps me busy. There's always somewhere I'm at constantly, it seems like. But um, it makes it fun, and it makes the monotony 
of chiropractic not exist in my office because it's always something different I'm treating, which is nice. Yeah, that must be really exciting for you because, you know, having gone down the route of, I'm assuming, traditional chiropractic, then from what I've observed is chiropractors that are really in the know, and I don't mean to offend anyone, but chiropractors that are in the know are really starting to expand out to certainly manual therapy. And then, of course, understanding the importance of nutrition and lifestyle factors as it pertains to their clients' just joint health, you know, and, and obviously so many other things. And so I'm curious, like with all of the things that you've got going on, maybe give us a little bit better idea about how you set up your day for success. I'm big into life hacks and, and setting up the day for success. So for me, uh, I have a big family. I have four kids and we all got to get out the door at the same time to go to school. Uh, but some of the biggest things I've worked on over the past year or two is making the time to wake up early in order to have some quiet time to either myself or my wife um, or with my wife. And, you know, that means waking up at 5.30 mm-hmm. because the kids are going to get up around 6.15, 6.30. So having that 30 minutes to 45 minutes of just kind of being in a quiet house, yeah. you know, have a quick cup of coffee uh, and then just kind of kind of look at my day. I recently – I like to journal. I love to journal, as a matter of fact, and I'll do an evening and a, and a morning one. And I recently found a journal on Amazon that hopefully we can put in the show notes. I'll get the name for you. Yeah, but sure. it, it, it maps out the entire day for you. It asks very, very specific questions. I did five-minute journal in the past. It works mm-hmm. great. There's another one on Amazon that I like where it'll map out a goal in a three-month segment. Mm-hmm. And if you study goals, you know, you really need to map it out. Three months is a good go-to. If I look at that at the beginning of my day, make sure I have um, a little bit of quiet time. And then obviously come 6.30, all hell breaks loose with four kids getting ready to get out the door. Yeah, then- dude. That's, uh, that in and of itself is a huge a huge and really important strategy that I myself utilize as well and certainly recommend to my high-performing clients, dads, right? Busy dads like us, young kids. We got to have that me time. And I think it's really easy for that to get lost in the shuffle, right? Especially when you're a guy like yourself, entrepreneurial, right? You got a business, you got a family, you got kids. Um, It's really easy to lose that sight of what you personally need and make time for that. And, And a lot of us use an excuse of like, our workout is our me time, but I feel like we need something beyond that. Is this something that you personally have observed and, and you know, kind of partake in? Yeah, for, for years, my workout has always been my me time. You know, it, it's my way of, of recharging. You know, you've got your introverts and your extroverts. And for me, when I work out, it's, it's headphones on, not talk to anybody. We'll call it resting bitch face while I'm in there, right? <laughs> totally. So unapproachable whatsoever. Totally. It's just because it's just my way of just resetting everything because I'm with patients all day long and I'm, I am going back and forth with them, trying to help them out. You know, whether you kind of follow that idea or not, there's energy that's released back and forth. And, and some patients will yeah. pull more energy out of you than others. So you used to only believe like workouts were it. But problem is with workouts, especially if you have a high impact job, high stress or high activity level and you're working out you're going to be burning the candle at both ends. So you need a little bit of downtime. And that's something I've really changed over the past three years, which is trying to sit down, do some meditation, which is for ADHD like me guy is, is so difficult, but I, I still do it. I use what everybody uses, Headspace or a Calm app. And I just try and sit and be at the end of my day before I even go home and just try and reset my brain. It's one of the biggest things I've found as well as typically I work out at lunchtime. It works best for me. 
but I was finishing workouts sometimes right before patients were coming in the door. So there was no downtime. And that was just creating a huge cortisol stress to me. So planning and scheduling my time properly. So I have that 15 minutes downtime before patients is, is essential. And a lot of us forget that 15 minutes after a workout, you just got to relax before you just keep going. It's got to be scheduled in. Yeah, I like that. That's a good tip, especially making that little gap, like those little gap times. I think we book ourselves way too full and end up like overflowing into other areas of our of our day um, unnecessarily. And so one of those is is like you said, the meditation time. I find personally getting that five minutes or 10 minutes in first thing in the morning works really well for me and a lot of like, I can't personally, I can't shut it down. I, I probably need to, but can't shut it down later in the day. But what I will do and recommend to clients is like when they pull into the driveway at home, you know, when you get home is you take a couple minutes you know, if you need to respond to any important messages or anything like that, you get it done, reframe, you know, okay, now it's time, like my work day is effectively done. Now it's time for my family time. And it's incredibly important, right? Um, Especially for guys like us and guys listening. And then it's okay. Now my mindset is on, I'm going to be in the house, I'm going to be present with my family and whatever else you know, whatever else that entails. You know, something that I struggled with and my wife and I struggled with was exactly what you're talking about. So, so I've been with patients all day long, you know, say 25 or 30 patients. And and so when I get home, I just, I'm exhausted. I don't want to talk to anybody. Whereas my wife works with little kids, zero to three, and we have four kids. (laughs) So, so when she gets home, she wants to talk to an adult, whereas I'm, I'm completely done. And it it caused some strain in our marriage initially. So we both kind of figured out, all right, I need to go into the house. I need to just change my clothes, give me five minutes to just have nobody bothering me. And then I can just reset everything because what was happening was I wasn't doing any of that. And then I wasn't going talking to talk to anybody. And that wasn't fair to the kids because there's so small amount of time we see them a day. They want to spend every inch they can or time they can with you. And same with my wife being around kids. So that was a huge thing was just telling myself, okay, five minutes to change my clothes. Don't talk to anybody. Reset. It's it's dad time and husband time. Um, and that's something that a lot of people need to kind of realize and work on. Yeah, for sure. Because you know what? The fact of the matter is there's a lot of guilt involved with, especially like when you work for yourself or you have your own business or whatever, you have a high level job is you kind of have to be on all the time. And then you factor in having to make time for exercise. And then you factor in, like I said, is at the end of the day, oftentimes it's a battle between do I go hit the gym or do I get to go home and be with the family? And then the the times that you are with the family, oftentimes you're so exhausted that you feel guilty that you're not really being present Mm -hmm. with them. And I think it's this constant battle that a lot of us struggle with, which, you know, leads to even more importance of of structuring your day and coming up with some of these hacks. Is there anything that, you know, you found to help guys kind of make that switch, optimize their energy for later on in the day? So so some of the things I do, I'm I'm a big supplement guy. I do a ton with supplements. So, you know, in the morning, in addition to to my, you know, kind of 15 minutes on my own, I'm a big advocate of taking some brain boosting supplements or hacks, if you will. So, uh, you know, Charles Pollock and I do a lot with with uh, studying his work and, and have taken yeah. many of his courses. So he's a big advocate of the, the lime juice and sea salt. It's the, the cheapest, quickest way to get your body going in the day. So not a day goes by that I don't, that I don't use that. I just, I just buy lime juice if I don't want to um, crack open a bunch of limes. Yep. The second thing I'm a, I'm a big advocate of is 
is rotating an adrenal supplement throughout most of the year. And, and rotating because they all have different purposes. So you have like holy basil, which is really, really good for resetting neurotransmitters and helping brain function. Whereas you have licorice, which is great for somebody who's crawling out of bed each morning and just doesn't have the energy to, to, to get going. Um, so you want to rotate that. So, so I'll rotate from a, different, a bunch of different products. I love Alpha GPC first thing in the morning with acetyl-L-carnitine. And that just, it sets my day up that I'm going to have more progress whether I'm with patients or not. And then as the day winds down, come four o'clock, five o'clock or so, I'm usually leaving my office around 5.30. I like to use things that just help bring back down the nervous system, start to get the body ready for, for nighttime and sleep. And, and one of the things I love is, is L-theanine, uh, a great product. It's amazing what it does for anxiety. And it doesn't make somebody feel groggy or tired. So you can take it at 10 in the morning or take it at seven at night. And in fact, it's a really good ergonomic aid when you're using it with caffeine to, to really limit those jitters of caffeine while still getting those ergonomic benefits. So I love theanine. I've been using a little bit of uh, CBD oil lately, experimenting with that in terms of, of how it works for me. Still on the fence on how it works well for me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do anything I can in the evening just to kind of calm my mind down because then I'm more present when I get home. Yeah, those are awesome. Those are really actually great tips. Now you mentioned the the lime juice and sea salt. Is there like a certain ratio you use? You said, you know, wake up. I do this as well, but I'm just curious what yep. more specifically what exactly you do. So I do I do a fourth a teaspoon of sea salt. And I've been lately just buying the, the powder version. Remember, sea salt is colored. It's going to be gray. It's going to be pink. Sometimes you can find black, not white. That's not salt. That's iodized salt. That's called fake salt. I use basic words. I've been switching more to lime juice because it's just quicker and easier. And I'll use two tablespoons of lime juice. And, and there you go. That's just your quick shot. And I'll, I'll take that with my alpha GPC and my acetyl L-carnitine. And, and within about 30 minutes, you can just definitely tell that the brain's firing better. Yeah, that's huge because, you know, those, those nutrients, if you will, are providing all the raw materials for, for driving more uh, neurotransmitter, more of those neurotransmitters like dopamine that are getting us switched on for the day. And, you know, what's pretty cool about that hack, if you will, is, is that it's also getting people to drink more water, especially the first thing in the day when oftentimes, right, we roll out of bed, go right for the coffee pot. Yep. And in, in generally, most people are dehydrated to begin with. So taking down 16, 20, 24 ounces of water with the lime juice, not only does it taste good and get us switched on, but, you know, it's also contributing to those, uh, to our hydration status, which is pretty awesome. Let's talk a little bit about your kids. And let's talk about kind of being a good role model for your kids, not only from, you're obviously doing a great job being a role model from a you know, running your own business and responsibility there, also taking care of your health, um, which I think is incredibly important to display for our children. But I'd like to talk about some of the quote unquote hacks that you use to get your kids to eat well. Yep. Great, great question. Because we're, my wife and I are both really big advocates of clean, whole food eating for children. We've seen, you know, very difficult as a parent at certain times of year, parties, Halloween, whatnot, for us to maintain a really clean diet. And you see what happens sometimes with some of those foods, especially as they eat healthier. So one of the things that's a, a deal break in our family is breakfast is a must. They, there is, there's not a child in our house that's not going to eat some type of breakfast. And for them, it's just the same as me. It's, it's high protein. It's um, some type of healthy fat. For them, I'm going to let them have some berries or I'm going to let them have some fruit of some sort. Um, 
They may even have some Ezekiel bread or whatnot, but for the most part, lots of good fat and then and lots of protein. Now, unfortunately, two of my kids despise eggs, so that makes it <laughs> that's harder. It makes it harder, and that's that is my life's mission to make them like eggs someday. Yes, totally. With them, you know, we do a lot of um, healthy breakfast sausages, cheap, affordable. For the most part, they're they're pretty good for you, Trader Joe's or, or whatnot. And then we do a lot of protein smoothies. And the, and the trick with those is kids don't even realize that you can throw kale, spinach. I'll put in acetyl L carnitine in their shake. I just mm, bust open a capsule. Call. It's nice. incredibly important for kids for their brain function and development. And then we'll add in some, some type of healthy fat, like an avocado, or sometimes I'll just give them fish oil literally by the spoonful. Those three things right there are really important for breakfast. And then the, the most important thing that we have taught our kids that we need to remember as adults is what we ask them when they're getting ready to eat food is just to say, you know, who's your mama or, or where did your food come from? And when they answer that question, the question should obviously be it's coming from earth or coming from the ground. If the first answer is a factory, then we know that's probably not overall healthy for you. Yeah. Um, we do little things here in Asheville that we're lucky with, like a CSA farm share. So we get a rotation of vegetables every week um, during the season. And, and so they get a good variety of that. And I'm one of those parents that they at least have to try it on their plate. I'm not, the, I'm not part of the clean plate club. I think that's a a poor way to teach a family. That's how I grew up. However, they at least need to try it all. And we're yeah. o- overall, um, for for a lack of a term, and it's so taboo these days, we're very paleo-esque, but sure. I'm not going to say I'm a paleo eater because that's just went down a wrong marketing path in my mind over the years. But yeah, very clean, healthy foods. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm with you. Uh, as many of our listeners are aware, it's like I, pre- breakfast is priority. Priority number one is like those kids are not leaving the house without breakfast and it should be ideally a high protein breakfast as much as possible. And it's interesting because we just started raising our own chickens. And so we're finally getting eggs, which is pretty awesome. And it's been interesting just having the, the children's awareness of, mm-hmm. again, like you said, you know, where our food's coming from, our food should be coming from mother nature and understanding the process of, of how that food comes to be. And whereas one of, well, two of my kids love eggs, the other one, she would not eat eggs for the longest time. And so now she's finally started to eat them again with the introduction of the fresh eggs from the chickens, which is pretty interesting. So um, thank goodness for that. Sorry, you're still, uh, (laughs) sorry, you still got those little ones uh, avoiding them, but it'll come. So is there any other supplementation tricks that you use or recommend with your, you know, for parents to utilize with their kids that you've found to be beneficial for them? So for kids, it kind of falls almost along the similar lines that I, that I mentioned with adults. They've got to kind of have their basic five. They've got to have a, some type of multivitamin that may be a chewable because they can't swallow it. That's fine. They, they, they've got to have probiotics. Again, it can be it can be a powder that you can bust open into a shake or a chewable probiotic, which is what we use. I use a Metagenics version that's a chewable. Also, fish oil. You got to have fish oil. And there's probably not a year that goes by that there's not another positive study on on fish oil for children. If it's more slanted towards the DHA route, you're gonna have much better brain development. And, and I would keep the DHA route going almost all the way through teenage years because mm. brain development's happening. They just saw a study a year or two ago where it's up to about age 21 now where the brain is still trying to just completely develop. It just, it's, it's amazing how more and more research shows that constantly working on our brains. So DHA route for fish oil. I like acetyl L-carnitine 
for kids, again, because it, it makes fish oil more effective. It also helps with brain development. So, so those four are really important. And then last but not least, if I can get them to use some form of magnesium at night, big advocate of magnesium. Most of us are deficient in it and it helps with sleep quality amongst about 400 other processes. And then about once a week, I'll give them a vitamin D capsule because most of us are, are low in vitamin D, especially in the wintertime. Kids can benefit as well. Those are kind of the five or six main products I think kids, kids and adults should be on. Beautiful. And it's just tailored lower for a kid. You know, I'll do about a teaspoon of fish oil for a kid. I'll do about probably 5 billion probiotic units. Yeah. yeah. And then just a little bit of a multivitamin. And like we talked about acetylcarnitine, probably one capsule, 500 milligrams or so is fine. You can go a lot higher. A lot of research on autism and ADHD and going very high with acetylcarnitine and uh, fish oil up into the grams amount. So if somebody is working with that, that's really effective as well. Yeah, that's huge. And I found it's it's cool because I've, I have a lot of clients that I've found it really enjoy giving their kids, well, their kids enjoy the supplements, especially like the chewable ones. And it's almost like they can give it to them as a dessert or something mm-hmm. like that after a meal. And it's something that the kids look forward to. And if you wanted, you could even bribe them like, hey, if you finish yep. your kale... <laughs> Yeah, you can have. I hope you're not uh, having your kids crush kale. But if uh, if they finish it, then they can have their their vitamins. And I know it's something that mine certainly look forward to. So I want to turn the page just a little bit. And, and seeing as you are trained as a chiropractor, I think it's only appropriate to talk about joint health, but specific to exercise, specifically as we age. Now, you and I both having studied Charles Poliquin, obviously we're rooted in conventional conventional strike training, if you will. I think that's fair to say. What have you observed with your clients as they get older and with yourself as it, as it pertains to what are ways that we can kind of maintain optimal joint health as we get older while still strength training? Or is that something that you still recommend past a certain point? So I'm a big advocate of strength training all the way all the way till the end years. Um, more and more research again. Strength training in the elderly population is is the way to go for for so many benefits. Uh, when we look at joint health, I find that there's in my office there, there's two type of patients. There's there's somebody who has a lot of flexibility but may have very very poor joint mobility, and then I see another group of patients where their joint mobility is actually pretty good, but their flexibility is not so great. And I find that interesting. So my flexibility overall within the muscle is very very good. Mm. However ankle mobility, um, hip mobility is a little more restricted. So, so you kind of, kind of, you got to figure out what is your limiting factor. Is it a flexibility issue or is it a joint mobility issue? And then work on that. So for instance, if it's a joint mobility issue, there's lots of great books out like supple leopard. Um, I like the guy, uh, the website Smashworks. He's a chiropractor. He does a lot similar to, um, supple leopard where if it's a joint mobility problem doing things where we're using bands using uh mobility tubing to improve that joint motion is crucial and as we get older that joint mobility just continues to slowly get worse so working on that every day from a flexibility standpoint i'm starting to see more more along the lines of of holding some of these stretches in certain areas for longer periods of time so in the past, when, when we were kind of coming up in the strength training world, it was don't hold a stretch more than 30 seconds, sure. you know, a minute, and you're going to start degrading the tissue. Starting to see more, 
ideas of two minutes, three minutes. I've seen as long as four minutes. So those flexibility people, those are really important to start holding those stretches for long periods of time. And then we want to look at also a, a nutritional standpoint. So the more inflamed somebody is, the every single time their joint or their flexibility is going to be affected. So I'm going to look at what are ways to naturally kind of get inflammation out of there through diet, which I think we both stay along the same lines, paleo, keto-esque, or just, just non-inflammatory foods. Yeah, for sure. Oh, 100%. And I think that's good advice with regard to long hold stretching. Does that have to do with more fascial release? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the fascial release. And, and the more I teach a, a, a weekend seminar on fascial release techniques and with those long static holds and stretches along with very good, deep, slow breathing, it seems to unwind it much better. If you look at, if you look at fascia under, under a microscope and you look at how you know, famous book anatomy trains and whatnot, you can take a piece of fascia from the toe and it'll go all the way up to the back of the head in one unit. So if somebody has a really poor flexibility in their hamstrings, then you definitely could look at calf, Achilles, mm-hmm. cervical spine being tight. So I love to hold that stretch for a long time with very, 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 very deep breathing as well. Yeah. And is that something you'd recommend people do like later on in the day before bed type stuff because of the nervous system response? Yeah, exactly. So, so a lot of times before I leave work, I will do that type of stretching with a lot of just deep breathing because it seems to just reset the mer- nervous system back down to time to time to relax. Whereas some of the joint mobility stuff, much, much better pre-workout and pre-exercise as a way to let the joints know, hey, it's time we're going to be doing some type of, of ballistic or high, high movement load. So work the, the, joint, the joint channels first before yeah. workout and long static stretches in the evening. Is there any type of resource that you recommend for some of the guys listening that they may not be able to, they may not have the time to hit the gym as frequently as they'd like, or they feel like their joints maybe aren't right currently because they're inflamed. Their joints aren't currently supporting the amount of strength training that they'd like to do in that. They feel like they're sore for days after a, you know, a tough training workout. And then at the same time, they're on the road a lot and might be frustrated with the fact that they can't, you know, feel limited because they don't have access to a gym per se. Are there any tips or techniques that you'd implement with your clients to uh, circumnavigate those situations? Yeah, a couple things. Um, first is if they're, they're having long-term soreness that's just not going away, in my opinion, that's it's more looking at hydration levels, looking at electrolyte levels. Those are the things that are going to help buffer lactic acid help get it out of the system just a simple trick is using actually bicarbonate sodium bicarbonate Mm -hmm. baking soda to help get lactic acid out now what i find though is not enough people are spending time stretching and stretching just a few muscles and and maybe five muscles and it'll almost help the entire body one of my favorites is the couch stretch which is a really great stretch for your hip flexors as well as your rectus femoris Mm -hmm. and a few of your other quadricep muscles. Somebody who is sitting at a desk all day long, every single time their hip flexors are too tight, the rec fem is too tight, and also their their hip rotators are too tight. So a pigeon pose is great or a Mm -hmm. modified pigeon pose where you're laying on your back, your ankles crossed over your knee, and you're trying to essentially put that foot up against a wall and then scoot your bum towards the wall. 
It's a great stretch. And then again, holding it for a long period of time, two minutes. When we're looking at upper body, again, sitting at a desk bent over all day long, a great stretch to help release everything that's kind of a big bane for your buck is taking a foam roller and a barbell and if, if somebody crossfits, they're going to see this a lot. You're going to lay over that foam roller and the arms are going to be hanging on to that barbell over your head that's laying on the ground. And you're just going to hang out there again for a couple minutes. And it's going to stretch a ton of upper back muscles that are going to almost immediately correct posture if you do it on a regular basis, which again, it's going to take a lot of that soreness out in those office workers as well as they're, they're quick, easy tricks you can almost do on the road many times. The foam roller may be tricky. Mm-hmm. However, you can do a couch stretch easy at a hotel. You can do the quadriceps stretch you know, with a pillow underneath the knee, yeah. foot propped up on a bed. You can do the hip rotator stretch up against a wall. And then honestly, you can do that stretch on your back hanging onto like a bed or a couch with the foam roller. You can roll up a bunch of towels even. There's a lot of little tricks. It's just more or less people not taking the time. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, something I've observed is just giving people permission to be okay with five minutes of Mm -hmm. stretching as your movement for, I mean, we should all be moving consistently on a daily basis, but maybe that's your structured exercise for the day, right? One of the things I, one of the things I read recently was you don't have time to say it's five minutes a day, which is still, you know, 35 minutes a week. That's, that's great. But if you don't have time, as you like to say, pick two of those stretches, do those every day for a week, and then move on to another two, and just rotate it through. And even doing that alone seems to make a big difference. I had some patella tendonitis a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was doing a, a, a lot of volumes of squats, and it was because I had neglected doing my cow stretches, doing some hip flexor stretches, and sure enough, that's where the patella tendonitis showed up. You see it always, always in the quad being too tight. So I remembered, okay, get back, stretch every day went away rather quickly. Yeah, totally. And and then it, it really goes back to like scheduling out your day. And it's not always like what people don't want to hear is you just need to make more time because we, none of us feel like we have more time. Like, of course we want more time, but there's not more time in the day. You just have to be smarter about the time that you're using. For example, if maybe it's the 10 minutes of upon waking is while that coffee's brewing and you're drinking your water as you're doing your kneeling hip flexor stretch or your, you know, some of those gentle uh, long hold stretches and something like that. Or at the end of the day, you know, while you're sitting on the couch watching Game of Thrones is then you can, you know, go down and kill two birds with one stone and be doing your stretches or something like that. Just be smarter about the, the time that you're plugging those things in. Yep. Yep. And um, not all of us watch commercials anymore. I don't know the last time I saw whole set of commercials. But what I used to teach a lot of people was when we did have to watch a lot of commercials is stretch during the commercials done, get back on the couch if you want. But that's a, that's a, you know, a three minute window of some great stretches. And and it's a great way to just kind of unload while also feeling like you can still be lazy at nine o'clock at night because you're tired from your day. So way to kind of kill two birds with one stone right there. Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, as we get older, I recall, you know, and I and when I speak to younger clients, the the idea of just doing those little things seems insignificant. But as we get older and obviously our responsibilities increase and our perceived time throughout the day decreases, then those things really can add up. And so it it becomes just being okay with that and understanding like, hey, if it's only five minutes, it's five minutes and that's likely to lead into more. Mm-hmm. But at least starting with that and, and being totally okay with that and then making the time to plug that in and understanding like, hey, also this is going to have a significant 
improvement. Like we may not be doing German volume training like we used to do, but making five minutes of stretching multiple times per day is going to do you very well in terms of your overall health and uh, mindset at the end of the day as well. Yeah, I agree. You know, take it from a meditation standpoint. Not all of us have a half hour, 45 minutes to meditate. You know, some people say that's the ideal time, but I'll tell you what, if I just lay down for five minutes and I put on that app, I am, I am completely changed in terms of my neurochemistry, my stress, just from five minutes alone. Would I like to do 10 or 15 minutes? Of course, but five minutes can totally change, especially when you're working on some deep breathing. None of us breathe enough. None of us work on that deep breathing. It's simple. You can do it a red light. Just immediately changes chemistry of the just stress hormones and whatnot. So Five minutes makes a big difference no matter what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's jump into just a couple of your best tips for sleep. And I want to preface this again by saying, yes, we all know we need more sleep. That's non-negotiable. But there's a lot of busy guys that at this point in their life, you know, telling them to get an extra you know, hour of sleep per night just isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so with that said, do you have any strategies for optimizing the sleep that they are getting and how to make that as best as possible. Sleep is super important. And it's one of my things that I, at my house with my kids and my wife and myself that I really stress creating a really, really great sleep environment. Six to eight hours is great. I prefer eight to nine, but not everybody's going to do that. Like you mentioned, the, the business busy executive. However, quality of sleep is the most important. And so there's, there's some tricks you can do in my house Cell phones are off at 7 p.m. I go to bed at 9.30-ish most nights. So cell phones are done. Secondly, like I mentioned, I love L-theanine as a way to just, again, ease your brain down from the racingness. It's a very cheap, effective supplement. If somebody's having a hard time shutting down their brain as well, that's where grateful logs or writing down your tomorrow to-do list is a great idea to shut your brain down as well. Uh, when When you're looking at sleep also, looking at the lighting in your house. So in the evening time, our lights are, are more of an orangish glow because you know we sit inside under fluorescent lights. We may not have any outdoor sunlight at all if you're in an office. I don't have that luxury. I use a light box a lot of times um, to help augment the sitting underneath lights. However, dimming down your lights, super important. L-theanine, magnesium, like I mentioned, the grateful log. And then also I'm a big advocate of sleep tracking. So I use the aura ring. There's also the, uh, is it the whoop bracelet? I believe. I think I'm saying that right. There's a bracelet. It's, it's kind of a competitor of, of the aura ring. The aura ring is really, really super accurate to monitoring your sleep quality, which is the most important. One of the things you want to look at is deep sleep needs to happen first thing at night. So if you have one of these sleep trackers, you need to look at whether it's monitoring that deep sleep and that should happen within the first two hours of sleep. If it's not, then your ability to, to be recovered the next day is, is going to continue to decrease. Secondly, you want to look at REM sleep. REM sleep needs to increase as the night goes on to the point where it's very active right before you wake up. It's, it's, it's a helpful way to wake up, but it's also a way that our brain kind of re- recharges itself. Deep sleep is, think of it as the fountain of youth and helping to improve your overall health and think of REM sleep as a way for your brain to kind of recatalog everything for the day and try and get more energy back into the brain for the next nice. day. Okay. Nice. I just ordered the aura ring. 
So I'm, I'm psyched to get that and start utilizing it. And those are all really, really beneficial tips. What about if uh, someone's on the road is kind of. So the road's tough. So, so I read an article, uh, I think it was last year where a typical traveler, the first night of sleep will be, will be very inhibited. They'll have a difficult time at that hotel room sleeping. And the article was talking about that they think that's more of like a way as our body from ancestral times is, is not familiar with the environment. So it's not going to sleep deeply to make sure we're safe. So yeah. that first night's really, really difficult. And if you're traveling time zones, it's even worse. So a couple of tricks that, that are really good is, is one is if you're traveling time zones, melatonin is one of the best, most effective ways to help with that jet lag. It's about the only time I really recommend it. Secondly, adding a higher carbohydrate meal in the evening, potatoes, rice, healthy um, carbohydrates to bring up serotonin, especially when you're on the road, will help with that sleep quality. And then try and stick to the routine as much as possible. Always in hotel rooms, we always stay up a little later than we typically would at home. And so one of the tricks is just follow that routine, shut off the cell phone again early, try and stop work you know, an hour and a half before you're going to bed because on the road, you're working more and try and get into the environment of similar to home. You're yes. not going to take all your supplements with you. Melatonin is great as a yeah. quick trick. Yeah, that's, that's great. And maybe the L-theanine and just things to calm you down. I think those are really, really beneficial tips. Also, um, let me, let me interrupt, you, interrupt you on one other thing. I'm a really big fan of, of sleep wave apps. So, so when I travel, I use a lot of the, the sleep wave apps to help just get me into a relaxed or sometimes even to go to sleep. I hate having headphones on while I'm sleeping. However, a lot of these sleep wave apps are really, really, really good to help put you into a deep state of sleep. And again, that's the key. And when you say sleep wave apps, is this playing music that's helped? Is, is, it, is it for music? That's, or like- so, so a lot of them, you can, you can alternate that. So you can, you can either add their pre-put in music like pink noise or white noise, mm-hmm. or a lot of the apps will use, like it'll go with your um, iTunes music. I prefer to use pink noise or white noise. One of my favorites, it's called Brainwave. Yeah. And it's an awesome app where you can just do different little functions like reduce anxiety, there's a wavelength for that, and then just run the pink noise and helps to reset your brain really, really effectively. That's cool. I'll have to give that a shot. I mean, I definitely do, you know, apps for like focus, which is supposed to generate more alpha brain waves. So this must be like more beta brain waves or or something. Yeah. And I like the brainwave app because it has it all. So so if I'm getting ready to 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 write or to get some work done, I'll I'll switch on an alpha alpha brain wave from that program. And if I'm getting acupuncture done, I love acupuncture. I'll, I'll set like an anti-anxiety or some type of like midday meditation app just to kind of reset again, the nervous system. So those are really, really effective. I use them on the plane many times uh, and it's a way to just kind of, kind of reset everything and get you back to neutral. Love it. Such good tips, man. Really, really appreciative. Hey, what, uh, what's coming up that you're, that you've got going on that you're excited about in the next you know, few months or weeks? few months. So I'll be working with Factor, teaching more classes with them. So that's a, a manual instrument assisted soft tissue technique for uh, physical therapists, chiropractors, athletic trainers. 
I work with the local college and I also work with uh, minor league baseball. So minor league baseball will be starting up soon. Mm. So I'll be busy with the baseball team. I've worked with them for probably 10 years now. And also I am working with a physical therapist to bring classes to our office along the lines of Eldoa. Yeah. Eldoa is a really great technique for releasing a lot of nervous tension or spinal cord tension in certain areas of the spine. So we're going to be teaching patients Aldoa technique, which is really, really effective for certain areas. Again, going back to trying to just reset the nervous system, get everything calmed down. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of was the Aldoa when we were talking about the fascia. And, um, you know, I started my career studying from Paul Cech and uh, several of, of Paul Cech's instructors have gone on to really embrace the Aldoa techniques. And so I've kind of just been learning through osmosis. It's not my scope of practice by any means, but I've certainly seen the effectiveness of the Aldoa type stretching and plugged it in to some degree with some clients where necessary uh, and appropriate. But uh, I think it's a very, very powerful way of helping balance people out. So uh, that's, that's cool. I'm excited to to hear more about how that goes. Brent, where can people find more about you? Best place to find me would be on Instagram. I'm on there most often, uh, more than Facebook even. So B Myers Cairo is the handle on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is Dr. Brent Myers. Usually I'll join um, my Instagram post with Facebook. So you'll see more on Instagram. And then my website is bmyerscairo.com. So B-M-Y-E-R-S Cairo.com. And uh, love to answer questions on life hacks. So send me questions on those. There's a lot more up there in this brain of mine that we can help in terms of just getting people back to living a more stress-free lifestyle. Yeah, man, you obviously are a jack of all trades, a man that knows uh, what works and what doesn't and practices what he preaches. And, and I respect that a lot about you. Uh, a couple quick questions before I let you go. First is what are one or two resources that you've been studying over the past year that you're you know, passionate, excited about? First would be the, the stretching we talked about holding for, for several minutes at a time. So um, obviously these are, some of these are, are, are paid sites, but I've also been looking at the research in those. So big fan of the Smashworks website. He talks a lot about holding certain stretches and mobility movements for long periods of time. I know a lot of CrossFitters love this program. I'm not a CrossFitter, but Wad is incredibly effective for just a quick, easy hack to somebody who doesn't want to go to a yoga class. So I love that from a mobility standpoint. From a, uh, a life hack standpoint, I'm a big podcast listener. So I'm all over the place in podcasts and um, listening to yours, for, for example. And from a, from a self-development standpoint, uh, favorite book still is the one thing. Mm. It's, it's, the, it's it. the answer to a lot of your questions like, what can I do today? What can I get done? One thing is one of my favorites. I probably read that once a year on a regular basis. I love that book. Awesome, man. Great, great resources. Last question for you. Seeing as this is a nutrition show, even though we go into all kinds of different topics, coming back to nutrition, if you could only eat one meal for breakfast, lunch, dinner for the rest of your life, what would that meal be? All right. So this will be nasty. Um, (laughs) Love sardines. Probably okay. my favorite breakfast of choice. Yeah. Yes, I said breakfast. So it'd be sardines, be avocado, and I got to think for cashews. So I'm going to throw that in there. Mm. And 
I'm not some weirdo that only eats that food. So last but not least is going to be flourless chocolate tort. Nice. Because I can't, can't not have that the rest of my life. So Dude, if that's the only meal I can have, that's it. In my book, that's pretty solid from both a taste and a nutritional standpoint. So I can appreciate that. I would probably, personally, I'd probably replace the flourless tort with cheesecake for me. I can't do cream cheese. Ugh. <laughs> oh, it's the good stuff. Anyways, all right, brother. Listen, thank you so much. I'm really appreciative of your time and all of your wisdom. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with you again soon. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Take care. Take care. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Dr. Brent Myers. If you want to find any of the resources mentioned in this episode, you can find those links over in the show notes at bslnutrition.com forward slash episode 48. And as always, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review in iTunes so that we can help more people make smart nutrition simple. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Dr. Brent Myers. If you want to find any of the resources mentioned in this episode, you can find those links over in the show notes at bslnutrition.com forward slash episode 48. And as always, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review in iTunes so that we can help more people make smart nutrition simple. This episode was brought to you by BSL Nutrition and the Complete Essentials All-in-One Training Drink. If you've been looking for a comprehensive workout supplement that can help support great energy both in and around your workouts as well as reduce muscle soreness naturally without all the caffeine and artificial sweeteners, then head over to bslnutritionshop.com and type in podcast at checkout for 15% off your first purchase of either grape and or lemon lime.